0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So rest has been with us from the very beginning. And if we are overworked, we're vulnerable. If we are sleepy, if we are cranky, uh, we are vulnerable to the lies of the enemy to allowing things that we wouldn't normally allow our guards down right you know just this is just an example you know when you are more alert when you are more into what's going on for instance your kids you know say there's something they want to watch well if they're coming to you when you are alert and you're paying attention and you're not distracted then what you're going to be like well let me look up that movie let me see if that's appropriate for you let me see Versus, if you're just tired, annoyed, you need your own time. You're like, I need space. Da, da 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 I haven't rested. I didn't sleep well. And then they ask you something, and you're more likely to um, be like, Yeah, just whatever you want. You know, just just be careful, and then go on and do it. So see, our our vulnerability kicks in, and we will compromise things that we're normally when we are alert and awake and rested that we would make decisions on. Okay, Uh, your faith is low and um, when your faith level can get low and depleted and you're not standing in faith and not operating in faith, that's the opposite. And now we are uh, into the sin zone, the sin zone. We don't want to be in the sin zone. We want to keep our rest high so we can operate in faith. All right, so we know God rested seventh day and he pronounced rest um, for us in creation. So it's been there, uh, all through the beginning of time. I touched a little bit on this on Wednesday with Mark, uh, and I talked about in Mark 6 31, how, um, that Jesus just fed the 5,000 plus more, right? So you talk about a whole lot of fellowshipping going on. You have Jesus, the disciples. 5,000, it says men, but then you have to think about children and wives. So that's a whole lot of conversation, a whole lot of fellowshipping going on, and miracles being worked. Okay, so a lot of production. There was production there. But then if you go to 631, it says, Then Jesus said, Let's go off. Well, I'm going to start in 30 real quick. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. Um, and told him all that they had done and taught. So here you go. You've got the disciples coming to Jesus and they're like, Oh, Jesus, you know, at our meeting, we had the, the lame walk. We had the blind see. We had all these conversions come, you know, come into the kingdom. And then, you know, you got another disciple over here. Like, yeah, well, you know, they're all doing their comparison in their meetings. Like, how many miracles did you have? You know, how many? So he, they're all coming to Jesus saying, this is the tour we just did. Here's everything we just did. And Jesus wasn't like, wow, my mind's blown. (laughs) Since after all, they did use his name to do the miracles. He didn't even acknowledge. He didn't even acknowledge the miracles. He didn't even acknowledge their tour. He didn't even acknowledge anything else that they said, except he said, let's go let's go. It's time that we go rest. It's time that we get away. he, He commanded them, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Hey, how do we feel when we haven't eaten? Blood sugar low. We are crashing. We're hangry we are snippy you know you don't ever feel that way if you hang out with Tiffany because she's a snack queen she's snacky I always say you got snackies on you (laughs) because (laughs) I used to think I always carried snacks for my kids but uh, Tiffany has totally beat me on that one totally beat me on the snackies. But think about when you are hungry, I mean, sometimes it happens to me. I have such a busy day and I have fed the kids and done everything else and not fed myself. Then you get to that point in later in the day where you've hit a low, your blood sugars dropped, you're, you're like aggravated, like zero patients at all. And so Jesus knew if we get to that point You know, the ministry that I am portraying of love and kindness and walking in joy and faith is going to diminish real soon if we're all operating in our flesh and being snippy. And so that feeling is no good. And he knows that. So one of our points today is for rest, how it affects production is Jesus commanded you to rest because we all have it in our mind if We're not resting, nothing is getting done. I mean, I still have to like battle that thought in my mind. If I'm resting, nothing is gonna get done. There's nothing gonna get done. And then we we begin to carry these things in our mind, in our shoulders, in our thoughts, in our actions. That's a heavy weight because now we're putting everything on us, right? Caitlin says, moms do that so much. I'm always feeding everyone else and then so hungry because I forget to eat. See, so this is real life. You guys, you guys experience what I'm talking about each and every day. I mean, I still experience it. Sometimes I'm like, I have to force myself to eat. When I'm done making lunch, I'm like, ah, I'm not really hungry, but I know how I'm going to feel later. So I need to prepare myself now so I don't get to that state later. And so Jesus commands us, His children, His disciples, we are disciples, we're followers of Christ, and we're supposed to be operating as a disciple. We're followers of Christ, and we're teaching what God has for us to teach people. But we can't do that properly. So Jesus commanded you to rest. So you don't need to go against the command of the Lord. We need to operate in obedience of our Heavenly Father. And so He commanded His disciples to rest then, so He's commanded you to rest. Things will still get done. We've gotta learn to let some things go. You know what, if you guys have dirty dishes in your sink and you wake up and they're there, clean them then. You're rested, you're up, it's a new day, everything's good, but you gotta learn to let some things go. There's a lot of reasons why we can't get to that resting point because we feel like we have to be in control over everything. But it's good to practice losing control. It really is good to practice losing control. Because when you live a holy life, when you live by the word of God, when you live listening to the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to live that way of losing control. Because you're going to have to step out and and do some things by faith. You're going to have to step out and operate by faith. And operate by faith is doing things where you don't see... You don't see everything. You don't have all the puzzle pieces. And so we have to get to that point where we lose control. And it's a hard one. It's a hard one for moms. It's a hard one for wives. It's a hard one for people in general to relinquish control of daily things in their lives. So, commanded his disciples to rest. All right, look with me in Psalm 127. So we are supposed to love and care for ourselves. You know, we we need to make sure our spirits during this process of rest are renewed and our strength is is at an all-time high. So while we're resting, just like when we sleep at night, God's created us to go to sleep at night. We have to go to sleep at night to rest our natural body. And so, resting in different ways that I'm going to show you throughout the Bible is going to strengthen your spirit, man. Strengthen you. Strengthen your mind, and 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 renew it. It's it, your spirit, man's being renewed when you're at a place of rest. Um, and so, Psalm 127, two, 127, two. Let me get there. Many in Psalms. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. So here we are, we see it says God gives rest to his loved ones. Rest is a gift. Rest is a gift just like i've taught in john 1427 just like i taught in 1427 where it says peace is a gift now it's showing you in psalm 1272 that rest is a gift let's not take the gifts that god has given to us and completely ignore them or never open the package that has our name on it or shove it to the side or give it back You know, let's take the precious gifts that um, God has given to you and utilize them to make you better while you're here on earth. So, rest. It says, for God gives rest to his loved ones. And that's you. You are a loved one, you are a child of God. He loves his children, and you are a child of God. So, it is a gift. And,. Let's go. While we're in Psalm, I want to go to Psalm 23, which everyone can quote. But we really need to break down. Um, I'm not breaking down the whole whole Psalm 23 today. But you know, as I got older, you know, I have grew up in church, so you hear Psalm 23 your whole life. It's one of the first ones you memorize. You know, and you've got it down pat. But when you really go like line by line and get the revelation of Psalm 23, man, it leaves you it on an all time high. Like the revelation of Psalm 23 is. Uh, amazing. It, you just completely look at things in, in a different way. But Psalm 23, 2. Rest restores your soul. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. So w- we have to restore our soul. He, he's, he's commanded us in these in these verses. He will lead you into a place of rest. Let him lead you. Relinquish control. Let the Lord lead you into a place of rest. I'm just gonna tell you this. I know it's basic, but he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. The Lord knows what he's doing. I know it's a shocker to a lot of people because you can just clearly tell that Christians don't have their trust completely uh, in, in the Lord and his decisions for them. But he's going to lead you at a place. And during that resting time, you're being restored, you're being refreshed, you're being made new, you're, you're, you're getting a revelation. Let me just tell you something. When I'm busy, when I have so many things coming in at me at all different directions, voices, emails, projects, school, kids, you know, just everyday life, there comes a point where there's something that's going to, be quiet. There's something that's going to get left out. There's something that's going to uh, not be heard. That's why it's important during your time of rest, there's a restoration that's happening because when, there is a difference when I get to a point where I can rest and I can study and I don't have a bunch of things going on and a bunch of decisions to make, right? You guys know. Think about it. We're all busy. Everyone that's watching has a majorly busy life going on. It might all look different, but it's all busy. And so we have to get to that place where we're lying down in the green meadows. We're, we're, if you got to go outside and lay in the grass and look at the sky, do that if you need to. I can't do it in Florida. I could do it in Virginia. Florida grass is so itchy. It's like hard, crunchy cardboard but if you're anywhere up north the grass is way better but go out there we have this big uh the tree in our backyard and i put a big one of those like spider web swings and it's right under my tree on the tree branch and there's times where i just lay in it because it's huge it's like this big netted spider web swing i mean it just looks like a spider i think they're called that spider web swing and so i can lay on it and man i just will look look over the water I listen to the trees, I feel the breeze, and, and, it, and it's a restoration. It, 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 even being out there for 15 minutes makes you feel like, okay, I got this, you can hear from the Lord, you got time to think about things, and so you have to go by, He lets me rest in green meadows. He lets you rest. He commanded you to rest, I talked about in Mark, okay? He gave you a gift of rest. We talked about in Psalm 127. And now it's saying he lets you rest. Even go back, he created rest. So he created rest. He commanded you to rest. Hi, Ted. <laughs> Eating lobster. Eating lobster again. He cre- so he, cre- he, he created rest. He rested. He co- commanded you to rest. He uh, gives you rest as a gift. And now he lets you rest. He lets you rest. So he's not, when you, when, you, when you take a chill pill, when you take a break in your day, in your life, in your schedule, he's not looking at you going, what the heck is she doing? I know, I got you all nervous. Yep, yeah, got, got you nervous, guys. I didn't go there. He's, he says, say, what is she doing? Why is she not up? There's nothing getting done. Now there's no production for the next 15 minutes. No, she's on vacation. There's no production for the week. No, he lets you rest. He wants you to rest. Um, when Ted and I got to the point where we were uh, completely, like, when you are traveling and you are going to meetings and you're like at the point of like, I just wanna be home, I'm done with this. There's no like umph anymore, there's nothing. It's like, it's like uh, just nothing's coming out. You know, air, pfft, nothing. Um, God spoke to Ted and was like, do you think you're God's only worker? And that's, that's an eye opener because you wanna implement God ideas Yes, because he's instructed you to do that. But if you keep running to run, running because another person's running, doing something because another person's doing something, you're gonna get burnt out. And when he said that to Ted and I, we were like, you're right, you're right. We're gonna have to take time throughout our year, alone, together, with our family, in order to feel rested, in order to keep this going in order to keep the ministry going you you cannot burn out and so we had to realize we aren't God's only worker and so when you realize that and we're resting other work for the Lord's getting done souls are still being won. the gospel's still going forth okay so that's what you have to think about in your own daily lives put that pertaining to what you do You're not the only person that can do the job that you're doing at at your work. So you know what? If you need a rest day, there's going to be somebody else that can jump in. There's going to be somebody else that can do it. I know everyone's like, no, no, that's it. I'm I'm the only one. Well, then you need to learn to, to delegate some stuff out because then once again, we're coming back to the control factor. It's control. Only I can do this. I'd rather do it myself. Have we all been there before? It's just easier if I do this myself than try to teach somebody. But then you have to look at it this way. It might take a little bit of time to teach somebody, but once they're taught and they have it, then the pressure is off of you. You don't have to keep, you know, being involved or feeling like you're the only one that can do anything. So, if you're at that place, don't burn yourself out because you feel like you're the only one. Start delegating, start teaching, start showing other people how to do what you can do. Then you don't have all that pressure. We put so much pressure on ourselves, it's not even funny. We put so much pressure on ourselves. And when you look back, we'll point fingers to everybody else, we'll point fingers um, to, uh, you know, it, that it, 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 it's someone else's fault or this and that. But at the end of the day, we have to be the teachers and delegate work out so we don't have all of that pressure on our sh- own shoulders. So you're not God's only worker. Remember that. There's other people doing things and, and you've got to let go. It always circles back to the control thing. Always circles back to the control thing. Moms get like that. We're like, I'm the only one that can do this. Don't, don't, don't disqualify your husband. Don't disqualify your husband because you're like, well, I'm the only one that knows how to make my kids these sandwiches. I, they, I know how they like it and this and that. And then what we do is we, it's like, well, just teach your husband. Just, just teach him. Just say, hey, so-and-so likes their sandwich like this. So-and-so likes this. And, and then that's it. But see, there it goes back to thinking you're the only one that knows how to do something. You're the only one that knows how to fix something. You're the only one that can do this. But if you take a moment to show somebody what you know, then you can take the pressure off of yourself. So we have to remember that. You've got to be able to alleviate pressure off of yourself. You're, you can't be the only one that knows how to do everything. All right. Um, God views laziness as wickedness. Uh, I'll let you read later in, in Matthew 25 of the parable of the talents. But rest as a gift, which I spoke about uh, before as rest being a gift in Psalm 127. So don't steal rest you don't deserve. So see, there is a fine line. There, there is laziness. And we know Proverbs is all about all up in the laziness business, all up in it. Destroys it, rebukes it, hates it. Laziness is, it It bothers me to no end. Like I've met some people that are just so lazy and I like, I have to like pray myself through being around them because it's it's so, it's just a feeling. And now, you know, here I am, now I know how God feels about it. it it's definitely a feeling. A laziness is terrible. and. You don't work, you don't eat. I mean, it goes all, all in Proverbs. But you can't mix that up with rest. You can't take a day off, you can't take time for yourself, you can't get alone time, you can't take a vacation and, and then put that in with laziness. You worked hard and now you have to rest. It wasn't from laziness to more laziness of resting. It was what you deserve. Don't steal the rest you don't deserve. So you have to work hard, but also take time to rest hard. You know, work hard and rest hard. Kelsey says to me, too, some people are even too lazy to invest in conversation with others. Their cell phones are a priority because they're lazy. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you, you earn that rest. Don't let the enemy try to talk you out of it. Don't say you have to keep going. What good are we? What good are we as a person to our friends? What good are we as a mom to our children? What good are we as a wife to our husband? What good are we as a Christian if we are tired, right? We aren't gonna be the best parents. We aren't gonna be patient. We aren't gonna be loving. We aren't gonna be kind. We aren't gonna be uh, someone who wants to take the time to, you know, sit down and do something because we always gotta be doing something. I always gotta be cleaning. I always gotta do this. You know, when I first had Maddie, I read this article and it was like, I don't, uh, the article really shook me up because this lady wrote, you know, like, yeah, my house looks great. Yeah, everything's in order. Yeah, it smells good, it's dusted, it's vacuumed. But, but is that all my kids are gonna remember of me? Is mom with a vacuum cleaner in her hand, mom saying don't spill that, mom that? Or, or are you okay in the middle of something you're doing? And I learned this from my mother-in-law. In the middle of something you're doing, to rest with them. You could be thinking, I have got this project to do. I have got to um, uh, I've got to clean the dishes. I've got to fold the laundry. OK, laundry is not going anywhere. Things I've learned. It's not going anywhere. It will haunt you later. It's haunting you now. It will haunt you later. <laughs> Just let it haunt you. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So don't, you don't have to fold it right now. Who cares? Mom, play a game with me. Mom, sit down and do this. Mom, you know, and so I've I've learned to just do that. Yesterday, yesterday I got to the point where I had a lot to do. I have have company coming in town today, and I had a lot to do, but I I was done. Like, I had done school, I had done stuff. My kids were wanting to go out, hang out. We had to go to the store. I was like, I'm done. And yeah, I still had a lot to do this morning. Yeah, I did stuff until 11 o'clock last night after they went to bed. But you know what, they're going to remember that I took a second, I took some time, I went out, I put them in a tree, you know, even if it was 10 minute, 15 minute break, that's what I want them to remember. I don't want them to always be like, my mom had a house that I couldn't even go into a room or she was always cleaning and never sat down and played, you know, Candy Land with me. and so. I have I, learned that when I read that statement when Maddie was a baby because I used to be like that I used to get down on myself I'd say oh my gosh my table looks like Legoland it doesn't look like a Pottery Barn magazine it doesn't look like this my house is I have I have a cubby with with toys all over the place you know my living room doesn't look like what I see when I get these magazines in the mail and it's like I have to remember like that's a showroom nobody lives there They turn the lights on at 9 and turn them off at (laughs) 5. But I'd rather have a place that's a home. A home. I don't need a museum. I need a home. I want my kids to feel Jesus. I want them to feel rested. I want them to feel love. I want them to feel patience and kindness. Same for my husband. Same for my husband. If I am constantly doing something, constantly You know, you're taking care of the kids and you're running around to pick them up from school or you're homeschooling or you're doing sports. You know, today I just want to talk to you and be real. I'm not, you know, we're not doing some like hardcore preaching session. I just want things for you to think about because it will change the tone in your home. It will change your relationship with your children. It will change your relationship with your husband. It's not fair to our husbands. For us to take on everything else and then we can't take on our husband. Meaning we have no time for him, we are tired, there's no intimacy because we're tired, alright? That tired card is used so much from a woman's mouth. So much from a woman's mouth. I'm tired. I don't wanna have sex. I'm tired, I don't wanna cuddle. I'm tired, I wanna go to bed. I'm tired, I don't wanna talk to you. I'm tired. Okay, (laughs) you've got to rest and you won't feel that way. Prioritize your time. Prioritize your day. And that's where we get. We use the tired card so much that I guarantee that we've said it so much that even when we're not tired, we're thinking we're tired because it's like instilled in our brain. Like I've just been saying it all day. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I'm tired. I can't have sex with you. I'm tired. I'm tired. And so we, we pull that card. It's not that it's not ever true. Yeah, we all have long days. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. But I mean, like if you look back and you haven't had any intimate time with your husband in a long time, and that's the number one thing, is because you feel tired at the end of the day by the time you put kids in bed and you know it, 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 it's, the, it's a time that you guys have alone time, you need to rest. You need to rest. You need to prioritize that because the relationship with your husband, second to God, It's second to God and it needs to be a number one thing in your life. It's second to God and it needs to be a number one thing in your life. You got to look back. This is a thinking broadcast where you have to look back and say, is that something I say a lot? Is that a number one excuse? Is it I just want to put the kids in bed and then go off and kind of get into my own little cocoon and my own little, I'm going to bed without my husband or I'm going to bed and I I just don't feel like doing this. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to him. He married you because he loves you, but you know what? He also married you because he wants to be intimate with you. (laughs) Straight facts, ladies. Straight facts because he's not getting it from anywhere else. I bet y'all would wake up then. Okay? So straight facts right there. We need to stop being so tired. We need to rest. It's going to be damaging in so many parts of our lives, everyday life, if we don't rest. If we don't rest. All right. Use uh, uh, laziness uh, as wickedness. All right. Questions to ask yourself. Do I practice rest? These are things. Just doing a good teaching today. That's right, Kelly Brady. They remember my podcast from a, I did a I did a podcast a while ago. Maybe I'll do, I'll do another broadcast coming up. It was it was on sex. And so my hashtag was tons of sex, and now everyone that knows me from a while back knows that is something I taught on because you know what? It's a great it, you get to do it when you're married. I know like do it, but I'm just saying like you get to you get to. So let's not throw it out the window, ladies. All right. Ask yourself, do I practice rest? Do I practice it? If I don't, how can I? What are some changes I can make in my life? What is something I can do for myself? So I start to feel not overwhelmed. So I start to feel calm. So I start to feel peace. So I start to Feel relaxed. What is something I can start practicing? What is something I can do? You know, you don't have to say yes to everything. We don't have to schedule everything in a day, in a week, stretch some stuff out. Start thinking, how would this look in my family life? How would this look, you know, am I saying yes to everybody else, but no to my own family? Am I saying, yes, I'll do this, yes, I'll volunteer here, yes, I'll be a part of this, yes, I'll take your kids, yes, I'll do this, I'll take your kids and my kids. But then when it comes time to resting with your family, resting with your husband, resting with your kids, they get a no because we're saying yes to everything else. So what is stuff that we can practice rest? Um, Practice rest. uh if not let's see see self-care goal. Let's do a self-care goal. That's why I wanted to give away a gift to you guys. What's a self-care goal that you can do? It doesn't always have to be spending a lot of money. It doesn't always have to you, know, you can't be like, "Well, I can't do self-care on myself because I don't can't spend $100 every week or I can't go out and get a pedicure, you know, every two weeks or get my nails done. But not everything has to uh, be something that you have to spend money on. Like I've I've made suggestions, grab a bike, go for a bike ride, uh, take a walk, take a hike. Uh, If you live near the coast, go sit on the beach for a little bit, go to a bookstore, go to a library, just a quiet place, just a place to get away. Uh, If you need to be pampered, you know, do that. But sometimes we will talk ourselves out of self-care because we feel like we can't afford it. But not self-care. Nobody said in order to have self-care, you have to spend money. Nobody said that. It's just caring for yourself. What do I need mentally and physically that's going to make me better? Could I be more healthy? I did that last week on What the Health on my broadcast. Could there, are there some... Uh, food changes that I could make? Could I, you know, start working out, get my heart pumping, get my blood? What are some self-care things that I can do to make me better? In every area, in in every area of life. Sometimes we get so spiritual that we don't think of the basics. And really, this will lead to a spiritual life. Like I started at the beginning, you will compromise faith decisions you will compromise faith decisions if you aren't rested you will you just will because you'll be too tired to fight a battle you'll be too tired to make the right decision you'll be too tired to care so rest even though i've mentioned all these things about it being a gift and a command and at creation and a reward we have to realize we can't let our guard down. Our faith is so important. Our faith is our life. Our faith is our life. What? How we live by faith is going to be a result, is going to be a manifestation of what we want to see in our life. Don't be so tired that that gets compromised. Don't be so tired that your judgment gets impaired. Don't be so tired that you aren't able to operate as we are called. Um, And so questions, do you practice rest? If not, what is something you can do as a self-care goal for you each week? Number two, look at it this way. Do others find rest or refreshment in my company? In my company. If I'm not a person who's rested, if I'm not a person who, feels rested. How can, how can other people feel rested around me? How can other people who are longing to find rest, who are longing to find joy, longing to be around peace, how on earth are they going to feel it if I'm not refreshed? Psalm 24, uh, 13 says... Uh, nope, it's not 24. It's... Uh, what was it? Is it 11... 25 i sent this actually to somebody earlier today the generous will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed so we need to refresh others refresh others refresh us whether it's generous whether it's a kind word whether it's encouragement whether it's a nice gesture We have to be at that place where we're rested, where we're refreshed, so when others are around us, okay, because we've done self-care, we've taken care of ourselves, we feel calm. Now we're able to be a good friend. Now we're able to be a good uh, employee. Now we're able to uh, be a good wife and a good mom because we're rested and we feel refreshed. Um, let's see. And so are you able to refresh others? Okay. Will rest improve or hurt my physical, mental, and spiritual well-being? It, it, it's going to improve it. It's going to improve everything in every way because it's a biblical command. It's a biblical gift. You know, the things in the Bible are not, you know, <laughs> opinions, it's not, hey, this, this may work if you try it. This, this might, you know, this might work out for you. Maybe not for her, but for you. That's not how it works. It works out for everybody who applies it. It works out for everybody who receives it. It works out for everybody who obeys it. It works out for everybody who believes It, it works out for everybody who speaks it. That's what the Word of God will do for us in our lives. And so obviously it's going to improve you. Rest is freedom from work, toil, strain and from activities, freedom from anxiety and disturbances in your life. And it will relieve yourself and you can avoid fatigue and spiritual burnout. So there's a benefit right there. There is a benefit right there. And so We know that, um, oh, the last point, I'm actually gonna just skip over to this one. The last point, which is a good one, which is a good one, is it takes faith to rest. No anxiety, no fear, no worry. You can rest and still have faith and believe for your miracle. You can rest, you don't need to be rocking, you don't need to be, you know, in your prayer closet up all night, you can go to bed, lay your head on the pillow, believe in faith, command it to come, be restful, be ready to receive. My son is over there eating probably about 20 fruit snacks, has no idea I'm talking about him right now. But hey, hey Ted. Bringing kids to the office. Bringing kids to work day. <laughs> oh, he looks just like his dad over there. <laughs> yes, Laura, I could hear the paper. You could hear the paper. I could hear the paper. Yes, and I've heard the paper the entire hour. Probably you have too. But you know what? I'm going to stay of rest right now. Friday I woke up good I feel good and so you know that's all the yelling I'm gonna do at him for that something else later he might get a spank for that we're okay because I'm rested and so my last point is uh, it takes faith to rest if you go to Acts 12 5 through 17 uh, we're, we're talking about a story I'm not not gonna read it all where Peter is in jail he is a high-profile case and other uh, people spreading the gospel are getting killed and dying, and that's what he's thinking. Peter's thinking, tomorrow I'm getting beheaded, I'm getting killed for my faith, for preaching the gospel, this is it for me. But if you look in the story of, um, uh, Jacqueline, you have to type in just com forward slash Friday. If, If you put that in your computer or your phone, um, website then that that is uh, Ted what you doing on here Ted what she doing <laughs> if you um, see that he was getting ready and he didn't realize that you know an angel was gonna set him free but he was getting ready to die and it goes to show you that he rested he rested and he slept like a baby in a jail the night before he possibly was going to be murdered. Okay guys, so, (laughs) Leslie says he's trying to win that rest package. Probably, Ted's probably trying to get my $100 so he can go get his (laughs) hair done. (laughs) Um, So you can see none of you have a death sentence tomorrow. Uh, None of you are sleeping in jail. You're sleeping in a nice, cozy bed tonight. You're sleeping with comfies. You're sleeping with um, your family. You're sleeping way better than Peter had it in jail getting ready to be murdered, okay? He didn't know that he was gonna get saved, but that's what his last thoughts were when his head hit the rock, aka the pillow, in prison, is that he saw and his faith was working. If your faith can work while you sleep. Your faith can work while you rest. So we can still, and that's why I titled it, have it your rest affect your production because you can still produce miracles. You can still be in production when you're resting. doesn't even just mean sleeping, but when you just stop. Hey, Ted, zip it with the wrappers. <laughs> Look at that face. If I can get a camera on that face. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if anyone else's kids live in their own world, but mine surely do. All three, in all three different worlds. Um, and so we can still have our faith produce miracles, signs, and wonders while you're resting. We can still have our gift... We can still have production. We can still operate as a Christian. In fact, resting is operating as a Christian, as what God has commanded us to do. So I encourage you today, take these points, take these parts through the Bible, take this uh, day, and if you have to go back and listen, but figure out, figure out how you can do more self-care, figure out how you can do more rest, figure out, Because you know what? Your faith is going to be at an all-time high. Your personality, (laughs) how you feel, is going to be at an all-time high. Your relationships are going to be at an all-time high. And so we have to figure this out. It's just about balancing. It's just about balancing and making things right in our life for rest. Amen? All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for anyone that's listening, thank you for these ladies that are jumped on today, that we are doing our best. We want everything that you have for us, Lord. We want the best. We want only the best in our life. We want the best marriage. We want the best friendships. We want the best job. We want the best relationship with our children. We want the best relationship with you, Lord. And Lord, we're going to work harder at self-care. We're going to work harder at loving ourselves. For your word says that, that we have to love our neighbor as ourselves. How can we love our neighbor truly if we don't love ourselves? So we are going to love ourselves like never before. Never before. We're going to make changes this year. Lord, we're going to make changes in our life, and our relationships. We're going to learn to rest. We're going to learn to rest in your promises. We're going to learn to rest by faith. We're going to learn to rest physically. We're going to learn to just relax, lose control, delegate what we need so everything's not on our shoulders. We're going to learn to take responsibility, Lord. And we're going to rest in what you have for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word that it shows us how to live the most wonderful life on earth. Thank you that you've given us the ability. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. You've never uh, made us guess what makes us great. You've literally handed it to us on a silver platter. Thank you, Lord, for your word and operation of our life each and every day. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 amen. Let me hear you say amen. And so, listen, think about these things. What is it that you can do better at resting? What is it that you can take for your own time? What is it, I'm I'm telling you, when you start, when you start, I wanna hear from you guys. When you start, you're gonna be like, yeah, this area feels lighter. This relationship is better and I want to hear from you because it's important. You guys are my friends. I love you, I appreciate you. I-, I-, I love spending this time with you. So to take an hour out of your day encourages me and means a lot to me. I love you guys so much. And so we've come down to our self-care winner. Who's gonna get the $100? Who's gonna come out like a beauty queen? We're gonna see nails, we're gonna see hair, whatever. Um, I like facials, I like massages, those are the kinds of things uh, that I like, but the winner, the winner of today, and now remember, if you get mad at anyone, you get mad at Tiffany, because she's the one who operates the name scrambler, you can email her, not me, Um, but she, all she does is the names go directly into this system, and when she hits a button, it spits a name out, so, (laughs) Eva, You keep me sane at work. Well, I am glad. I am glad. And thank you for listening to me while you're at work. That's awesome. I love you. Um, So the winner is Jeanette. I hope I'm saying that right. Arnold. Jeanette Arnold. If you are on, which I hope you are because I want you to listen. And then I want you to receive the gift. But you are on. Let me know so I don't have to go to the next person, which everyone's like, please, I hope she's not on. I hope she's not on. But Jeanette Arnold, if you are on, please let me know by a comment, or we have to do the Scrambler name thingy again. Well, everyone's writing congrats, but Jeanette is not saying anything. Where is she, where is she? Everyone is so kind, everyone's like, Oh, congratulations. I hope she's not on. They just didn't write that part. Congratulations. Please be off. Please be off. Please be off. (laughs) Tiff, she's not. um, Ava, congrats, but please don't be on here. I'm just going to tell my husband I won anyway. Yeah, Bethany, do it. Everyone's saying next name. So you guys, all right. We're going to give it 30 more seconds. Lilia said, "Oh snap." That's right, Lilia. I got to move on. Move on. You should have stayed on for the rest of the broadcast. All right? That's all I have to say. So now that last name doesn't make any sense. That la- the last name you gave me, Tiff. That's, what That's- like in her email her name, so. Who-, who is Okay, Jeanette never, she never wrote, right? Okay, who's Jennifer B-S-H-A-R-A-H? That's right, Lilia. Jeanette rested a bit too hard and fell off the broadcast. <sighs> Who is that? Who's, is that how you really spell your last name? I'm like telling Steph, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Jessica Burton says, I think it says Jessica Burton. <laughs> all right, well, you know what? I don't think Jennifer is here either. You're making all the ladies so nervous today. They're like, dang it. All right, you might have to get another name out of the thing. I think Jennifer rested too hard, too. See, you shouldn't have taken a nap. Take a nap after the rest broadcast, not during the rest broadcast. All right, you have to give me someone else. We're holding our breath. Next. All right. Oh, I hope she's still on. Caitlin, Ferraria, are you still on? Caitlin, Caitlin, are you still on? Look at all these lovely ladies that are still on. It was so relaxing. Caitlin, are you on? Ferraria. Letty says, I'll take it. I know, Letty won money at my last one because she knew me so well. Everyone's saying, yay, Caitlyn. No, she's not. Everyone's like, <laughs> Leslie says, what is happening? Bethany says, oh, no, nope, she's still on. Caitlyn. Caitlyn. Yay, Caitlyn. If she's not, Jenna gets it by default. <laughs> Yay, congratulations, congratulations. I love you so much, I'm so glad you won. She's a beautiful mama and she's actually pregnant again. So you know what? She could totally use a self-care day. I'm so excited for you. Caitlin, you are wonderful. I want you to make sure you spend it on yourself 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 i know it's hard but listen this is self-care on yourself all right i love you guys have a wonderful friday i'm leaving you with my favorite video i actually woke up and posted it because it makes me so happy and so you guys have a wonderful weekend i'll see you next week rest this weekend i love you bye